Hi, and welcome to the Small Groups Big Change podcast, a podcast about small groups that make a big positive difference in the world. On today's episode, I'm joined by Laura Marcus, the executive director of Dientes, which is a community dental clinic in Santa Cruz County. Hi, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Kathleen. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Let's let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, for someone who's never heard about Dientes before, how would you how would you describe Dientes and, and what you do? Um, I would say, and it wasn't always this way, but I would say that we are an innovative thought leader in the nonprofit nonprofit public health field, mm-hmm. whose mission is to create lasting oral health for the underserved children and adults in Santa Cruz County and neighboring communities. And we achieve that through education, direct services, and advocacy. We serve people at four clinics and through a mobile program and are the largest nonprofit dental program in our county. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit about how Dientes started and sort of what was the impetus behind creating this organization? Yeah, Dientes was started by a group of volunteer dentists and medical providers from the county of Santa Cruz who saw the need for dental services for low-income people, especially those with HIV. We were Mm -hmm. started in 1992. The program eventually expanded services to low-income children and adults. For many years, we were a fairly small organization and purchased um, our first large clinic in 2003, and the past few years, we've gone through a dramatic amount of growth. The target population, then, is like low-income people in Santa Cruz County? Yeah, we serve people that are at or below 200% of the federal poverty level. And for those not familiar with that, um, that's $24,000 a year for, for a single person or $49,000 for a family of four. Kansas County has been recently named as one of the most expensive places to live in the world. It makes living off of $49,000 for a family almost impossible. Um, most of our, all of our patients, 96%, I should say, of our patients are at 100% of the federal poverty level, so they're mm-hmm. already half that. The majority of them are on our California State Medi-Cal Insurance Program, mm-hmm. and then we do serve seniors and some adults that pay sliding scale fees um, based on their income. Okay. I noticed on your website it mentions that in Santa Cruz County, Dientes is only one of two providers that makes sliding scale programs. Uh, in order to help low-income people. Can you tell me a little bit more about this and why so few other places are offering it? Sure. Um, Namely because we're a nonprofit organization and it's our mission to serve uninsured and underserved people. The way that that sliding skills work is it Mm -hmm. reduces uh, the cost of services based on a person's income. So someone that's making 200% of the federal poverty level would pay one fee, Someone making 100% of the federal poverty level would pay less than that fee. Um, Basically, our charges are discounted up to 75% um, of the cost of care. And we also provide hundreds of thousands of dollars of free care every year through our clinic um, uncompensated care fund, as well as at special events like um, Give Kids a Smile Day, Give Seniors a Smile Day, Mm -hmm. and Project Homeless Connect, where uninsured people can come in and get services. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much how the sliding scale works. And there's not a lot of offices in the community or the county that offer that because there's very few nonprofit dental clinics. Okay. You have to subsidize these uh, sliding scale fees then. Do you do a lot of fundraising? Yeah, that is true. So about 10% of our $8 million budget, $800,000 a year, is um, raised in order to subsidize those sliding scale fees and the uncompensated care, as well as anything like specialty programs and things like that. 
Okay, that is pretty impressive. Uh, so since since the organization started in 1993, it's uh, it's grown a lot. Can you tell me more about the growth that this organization has experienced and uh, what kinds of expansions and services and patients um, has Dentist seen? Yeah, we've really achieved a lot of growth over the past five years, and, and much of it has been a result of investments from the Affordable Care Act infrastructure program. Uh, which supported many clinics, um, federally qualified healthcare clinics and others, adding um, capacity to their programs to serve more people. Mm-hmm. But we've also been supported by our local county, our local cities, and many individual donors and foundations. So um, since 2014, we built a four-chair clinic, which is co-located with Santa Cruz County Medical Services. Mm-hmm. We added a one-chair clinic at our homeless services center, uh, we doubled the size of our main clinic by adding a pediatric wing with seven chairs. And um, this past summer, we opened a clinic in the Beach Flats neighborhood with three chairs. And um, this is one of the neediest, I would say, neediest communities in our commu- in our county. Mm-hmm. So it's an exciting opportunity to serve more children and adults at that site. Um, I mentioned our budget is $8 million now. We've doubled in size since 2012, basically. And mm-hmm. we have 65 staff. You know, we've been through a lot of change in a very short amount of time, and we've worked really hard to try to maintain our culture and a commitment to quality care for our patients, as well as, you know, working hard to make this financially sustainable while also being a good place for people to work. Okay. I have two follow-up questions. So when you say that a a clinic has one chair or seven chairs, is that referring, like, to the physical chair that people sit in? Yeah, it is. Sorry. It's dental lingo. Okay. Um, so a private dentist might mm-hmm. have four chairs in his office. And okay. the, the number of chairs you have varies depending on the type of providers, whether you have a hygienist, a dentist that are serving only adults, or mm-hmm. specialists, or a pediatric dentist. So depending on um, the population you're serving, the providers you have, and the chairs you have, that's what determines how many visits you can provide and mm-hmm. patients. So now, overall, we have um, 40, is that right? No, 20. We have 21 chairs total in the county, and that means that we're providing close to 40,000 visits, about 2,000 a chair, and uh, to over 10,000 people. Wow. Sorry about all the math. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Um, You mentioned that uh, a lot of the expansion was able to happen because of the Affordable Care Act. So uh, right now, the Affordable Care Act is sort of continuously getting kind of threatened. Uh, Yeah. And how does your organization feel about that? Yeah, well, we feel really frustrated. We feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of misunderstanding. Um, I mean, I remember listening to some interviews with people out in the Midwest who people that work for the county didn't didn't mention Obama and didn't mention the Affordable Care Act when they were signing people up for insurance, so they don't even realize that they're benefiting from the Affordable Care Act. Mm. Um, and we're talking about, you know, pretty conservative communities in the Midwest. But it's, I just think that um, it's, not, it's not the end-all answer of the Affordable Care Act, but it has done a tremendous amount of good for our community, serving 
people who, as I mentioned before, you know, the federal poverty level in a place like California, Santa Cruz, California, mm-hmm. um, is so low. It is so difficult to survive here. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people to make so little money and still not qualify for our federal insurance program, um, it's really just a shame. And um, so I, you know, our hope, we've done a lot of advocacy in the, at the state and the federal level and a lot, along with other community clinics throughout California in um with the help of our California Primary Care Association. Mm -hmm. But the reality is people just need to realize that the benefit of paying an investment in people's insurance so they get services when they're preventable, when Mm -hmm. issues are preventable, is much a much better investment than paying on the back end at the emergency department when people don't have insurance and they have severe health, critical health issues that need to get addressed and it costs far more to address it that way. Yeah. So what kinds of innovative initiatives has Dientes undertaken to address uh, access to oral health care in its community? You know, it's really interesting. Um, in 2016, we published a, um, a needs assessment that mm-hmm. looked at utilization rates for Medi-Cal patients in our community as well as in Monterey County. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first oral health assessment, needs assessment, ever conducted in our area. And what they found was that there's over 50,000 people on Medi-Cal in Santa Cruz County alone that don't have access to a dentist. Um, So 25,000 people on Medi-Cal do, and 50,000 don't. And the reason that they don't is because there are no dentists accepting Medi-Cal. I shouldn't say no. There's nine dentists accepting Medi-Cal. And you just can't serve 75,000 people with nine, you know, 10, 12 dentists. So. Um, there's a real issue because payment uh, reimbursement is very low uh, for private providers, and so a lot of people don't want to take it. There's not there's not a sense of moral obli- obligation by dentists. It's mm-hmm. more of a cottage industry and very different than the, the medical industry, which is uh, more obligated to serve uh, low-income people. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, so we did this needs assessment. Um, in addition to the, the medical population that's unserved, we have a, a large number of uninsured low-income people who also don't have access to affordable care. So mm-hmm. when we got the results of the survey, it's almost, I, it was almost like, why did I ask the question? Because now that I found the answer, I realized there's, what, you know, what are we going to do about this? We yeah. can't possibly achieve, you know, or solve this problem on our own. Um, but fortunately, you know, we have had a really great relationship with many different people and organizations in our community over the years. And um, I was able to reach out to leaders from mm-hmm. education, social services, government, healthcare, and we enlisted their help in developing an oral health access strategic plan mm-hmm. for Santa Cruz County that draws on the existing work that they do in their community. So what that means is that First 5 of Santa Cruz County now includes oral health information in all of the information they provide for parents and all of their advertising and and things like that, um, which they did not do before. So that's an important um, uh, number of families, additional families being served. We're also training pediatricians to apply fluoride varnish at Well Baby and Well Child Visits. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes families will take their baby to uh, their, you know, their well baby visit um, yeah. or well child visit, but they don't feel like they need to go to the dentist anytime soon. And mm-hmm. so the the recommendation is actually that children come in at their first tooth or first birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, if they don't come in, and since there's an access issue, there's not enough visits available in our community, 
at least if they're seen at their pediatrician's office and can receive fluoride applications, they'll have a much better chance of avoiding tooth decay and um, cavities in the future. Okay, so that's so... been a really, um, and, that, and that's just, you know, kind of a few examples. You can find out more information. Um, we have a website, www.scc.oralhealth, no, sorry, sccoralhealthaccess.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can go to Dientha's website, dientha's.org, and find out more about that work. But it's really, I mean, this is going to impact tens of thousands of community members versus, you know, if we open another clinic, we might be able to serve 7,000 more people. But um, this way we can reach them at the schools, we can reach them at their pediatrician's office, we can reach them at, you know, through First Five and other early education programs and such, things like that. Okay, and uh, First Five, that's a statewide program, right? Um, for yeah. health? Okay. Yeah, First Five is a, a early childhood education, primarily zero to five age. Um, they support preschool, early childhood education, parenting education, um, but, you know, all of that um, should include health education and information so that parents know how to get their, get services for their children in addition to, you know, how, how to be a good parent. That's really impressive that you were able to you know, take an existing uh, structure and fit what you can offer into that structure. That's really impressive. Well, it's funny. I've had some great advice um, from people over the years, and one of my mentors said to me, you know, don't ask don't ask people to do something new. Like, fit it into their existing life, and it'll mm-hmm. be much more likely to get done. And, and that's what we tried to do is we just said, well, you know, we're not going to we're not going to be able to teach, we're not necessarily going to teach a bunch of people how to be dentists, but you don't have to be a dentist right. in order to affect people's oral health. So That's pretty impressive. Uh, and, you know, another Thank thing you. that was really impressive to me that really caught my attention about Dienta is that um, it identified that there are two sort of major barriers to dental care and that those two barriers are cost and transportation. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about what Deantis does uh, to help with the costs, but what does Deantis do to help with the barrier of transportation? Yeah, so for transportation, um, to deal with that issue, first of all, all of our clinics are located on the main bus line, which does make it a little more accessible, although bus ridership is down, I think, throughout the country. So mm-hmm. that's not necessarily solutions for everyone. But what Deantis did is, uh, in 2010, we started an, a mobile program, a mobile mm-hmm. outreach program. And what this does is we basically drive a van full of dental equipment. We're, we're, we do services four days a week, Monday through Thursday, at different locations throughout the county. So we have partnerships with schools, skilled nursing facilities, the WIC program, Head Start. We go into um, a space that they lend us for the day, whether it's a closet or a you know auditorium or a classroom and we um, set up our dental equipment and we have a dentist and two assistants that provide services basic services so they're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily do oral surgery out there yeah they wouldn't do oral surgery out there but they'll do um you know cleanings they'll do exams x-rays they'll treatment plan they'll do sealants on kids at schools um in a lot of the skilled nursing facilities where people have disabilities um or other issues that make them immobile will even place dentures. So there's a lot of great work being done and, and thousands of people being served through our mobile outreach program, and that's really what's made the transportation barrier, I think, um, hopefully a little less. Okay. Have Has it ever happened that you've had to operate, or not, not you specifically, but someone 
uh, and Dientis has had to work from inside a closet at a at a lo- yeah. location. Really? <laughs> wow. It was a sm- it was a big closet, but it was definitely yeah. At the Wix program in particular, they um they really just you know we were kind of in their administrative space. They had classroom space, but there's mm-hmm. no privacy and. Yeah, so it was interesting, but we made it work, so. That's really impressive. Uh, lots of kudos for that. <laughs> you mentioned before that there are a lot of uninsured, and uh, Dientes also helps with um, the homeless population. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about how uh, Dientes serves the homeless population? Yeah, you know, um, we've been serving the homeless since our very, very early days. And um, back in 2003, we started a partnership with the County of Santa Cruz to be the the provider of dental services for the indigent, the homeless that come through their clinic. So at that time, there were over 4,000 homeless individuals identified by our annual census. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, that number is reduced to less than 2,500, but we're still one of the highest per capita homeless people in the entire country. So it's a, we really have a large number of, of homeless that still are in need of services. So our partnership with the county meant that patients would get vouchers, transportation vouchers. They'd, get, they'd come into our clinic. They'd get free care, including, you know, in homeless families, children, um, a lot of vets. And we would do as much care as we could. Of course, mm-hmm. we're on a limited budget always, but um, really to get them back to a chewing function, so to make sure that they could at least get adequate nutrition. The past um, couple years, we opened a chair at the Homeless Services Center, which is kind of a hub of homeless um, services mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz County, and we opened a chair there because we felt that even though they were, many of these patients were getting transportation vouchers, it was an obstacle for them to, what you know, what are they going to do with their, all of their personal items or their yeah. dog? They can't take them with them in the car or a bus, so we decided to go to them, and, and we moved into the Homeless Services um, Center um, little clinic in 2016, mm-hmm. and um, we're there once a week, and we have a really great relationship with the community there and the, the homeless service providers, and um, yeah, it's an important, you know, they're a really important part of our population, and, and they deserve to smile too. Yeah, that's really great. Can you... Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, the Dientes Specialty Care Program? Yeah, so specialty care includes things like um, root canal therapy. Oh, okay. So, and, you know, I know that dentistry are things that people don't, they squirm a lot about, so yeah. don't feel bad if you're squirming. <laughs> but um, if, you're, if your tooth can no longer be filled with fillings because the cavities are too big, then you have to get a root canal and a crown. And that is very expensive work that private doctors um, go to specialty school in order to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that and probably oral surgery are the two most common that people know about because oral surgeons typically take out wisdom teeth. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever, I don't know your experience, but I had wisdom teeth come in, and it is literally a hellish experience. It's very, very painful, so you want to get them before um, they're impacted. But um, yeah. the reality is in our county there were no specialists doing that work for Medi-Cal patients or offering sliding scales. And so we had to refer our patients to San Francisco or to Monterey County in order for them to get something like a root canal or a a tooth taken out. That's really far. You know, that's just unacceptable. You're right. It's it's 70 to 100 miles. And so we we were really fortunate. We we received a grant through Central California Alliance for Health uh, Mm -hmm. to support specialty services 
And now we have an oral surgeon and an endodontist who come every week, once a week, and they serve um, many, many patients who have just, you know, they're otherwise, really the only option for those people is to, um, at least in the case of the endodontics, is they'll have to get their teeth pulled. I mean, they, they if you can't do a root canal and put a crown on it, then you have to pull the tooth, and yeah. that's really what you don't want to do, um, because it makes it very difficult for people to chew, and it creates a lot of other health problems, but... Um, Oral surgery especially was, is important. We serve a lot of children and teenagers that are getting their wisdom teeth, and it's a really important thing to, to manage. With the, Yeah, with teeth, teeth pulling, doesn't that also, if it's in certain locations, it changes how the rest of your teeth fit into your mouth, yeah. and that causes... Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. Um, if you have never thought about it or paid attention, you know, your bite, it affects everything. It's, I mean... So many people like grind their teeth at night and they don't realize how important it is to avoid something like that. You have to go to the dentist and get a special kind of like retainer, but it's so important because as your bite changes, um, your teeth became, become weaker, they become brittle, they can break. It causes, it can cause people migraines and TMJ and all of these different, you know, different issues. And then eventually you lose your teeth. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just one in four adults in our country have lost all their teeth by the time they're 64 years old. One in four by all all yes. of their teeth. Yes. Oh my goodness! Yes. There's a great book about um, teeth out. It's by Mary Otto, and Mary Otto was a New York Times writer who has written um, a number of times about some you know public about public health issues. But she wrote a book called Teeth, mm-hmm. and the subtitle is the story of beauty inequality and the struggle for oral health in America. And it came out last year, and it's really fantastic. A, a history of just how the medical and dental system kind of separated in the 1800s in our country and why why it's considered kind of a, a second class of medicine and not considered part of the body. And it's just a, it really it tells a lot of sad stories about people that um, are not getting services they need because dental care and oral health is considered other, you know. Yeah, I'll have to check out that book because it's a... Uh, it's a great book. Yeah. Um, I noticed uh, that the patient satisfaction rate with dentists is 98%, which to me that seems like astronomically high, especially since, um, you know, uh, I remember, well, you know, even for any health clinic, but, you know, when I was a kid... I I don't know. There were a lot of kids that had, you know, fears of the dentist. Um, You know, you always hear jokes about how, like, you know, uh, the electric chair was invented by a dentist and things like that. I know. So, um, but yes, I mean, especially, you know, given there's like a a lot of fear about dentists, like how how do you attribute, you know, 98% satisfaction rate? Well, I think part of it is if you consider that the population that we're serving Mm-hmm. Um, is very low income. Oftentimes, they're not they're not English speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, not not all the time. Half the time, in our case, they're people that feel like society is difficult to maneuver in and to manage and to access. And they come into they make an appointment with us, and then they come in the clinic. And I think a lot of them are astounded. It's a beautiful facility. All of our mm-hmm. facilities are beautiful facilities that we keep looking brand spanking new you know we redo the floors and the, the paint and the and re and and get new um 
equipment on a regular basis because there's so many people, a hundred people coming through the doors at, at one of at our main clinic every day. And so the fact that it's so clean and well lit and comfortable inside and I think they don't expect it. Yeah. They feel like they're gonna be treated as other and, and that it's gonna be, you know, grimy and gross and it's not. It's a beautiful high tech um great facility mm-hmm. and I'm talking mostly right now about our main clinic. But our other clinics are also the same. And I think that really creates a sense of dignity in people, and they Mm -hmm. really appreciate that. They also appreciate that we have um, bilingual staff. Almost our entire clinical staff is bilingual, including our dentists. Mm -hmm. So they're able to speak in whatever language is comfortable to them. Our staff is very culturally sensitive and also um, bicultural, so that Mm -hmm. makes an impact. I think the doctors that work for us are really special people. They really... They don't work in private dentistry because they're not in it for the money. They're in it for caring for people, and they mm-hmm. really show that in their compassion and their sensitivity um, with the patient. And, you know, it's funny. We have literally patients coming in every single day with cards or flowers or gifts. Last week we had a woman come in with a Thanksgiving dinner oh, wow. um, from, like, Safeway for our staff because their people are so grateful. And um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see our staff really deserves that. They really work hard. And um, so I think that's I think that's a lot of it. Um, we do have patients that serve on our board. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important way for us to get their feedback and input when we're making decisions about budget and programs mm-hmm. and service delivery um, that we really are listening. We're incorporating the patient's voice in our governance and in okay. our um, decision-making. And I think that's also an, an element course our board reviews our patient satisfaction survey and they know very well you know what our patients are happy about and if there's anything they're not we work to implement change that's really great that you get feedback from the patients yeah I have I have a two-part question and this this two-part question is inspired uh, by the YouTube channels the the (laughs) Dienta's YouTube channels so one thing that I noticed about all of the channels was that the employees you know they're talking about their work they're all very positive and there was even one employee who used to be a patient but um, his experience as a patient inspired him to become an employee and um, you know there were there were kids who were like really seemed to be really happy to go to the dentist and like I mentioned earlier, I was, you know, thinking about when I was a kid and I was, you know, terrified of the dentist. Uh, so, uh, you know, what is it about Dientes that makes employees so happy to be working there? And what does Dientes do that makes, you know, children also want to be there? Yeah. You know, um, so first of all, I'm glad that you saw our YouTube channel. It's kind of exciting to have these videos out there that really kind of show both our patients experiences as well as uh, the perspective of our staff mm-hmm. and um, I feel really fortunate I have such a great development director Sherry Storm and um, her development coordinator Savannah who interview patients and get people motivated to talk about what we do. Um, Dr. Kua was the staff member in the video so he's a dentist mm-hmm. and yeah indeed he used to be a patient. He's he's really awesome. He's actually our main dentist in our outreach in our mobile outreach program so he works in the closet at WIC okay. <laughs> as well as um, homeless services center and the other the other uh, locations I mean like I said I think you have to be a really motivated and compassionate person mm-hmm. um, to work with our patients I mean there's lots of families that are you know dealing with a lot of challenging issues in their life 
Mm-hmm. And um, being at the dentist can be really scary. I think our attitude about it is if we can catch them when they're young, yeah. um, even even if parents are afraid and they bring their children in, if we can teach their children not to be afraid by, we do a lot of advice for parents. Read a book about going to the dentist before they bring them in. Mm-hmm. Tell them that they're going to take them to the park or have some kind of reward afterwards, preferably not candy or sweet, something sweet. <laughs> but some kind of reward that makes them associate the dentist with something fun. Mm-hmm. And then we have pediatric providers that are really, um, they're educated, they're trained in behavioral techniques that um, will really kind of calm a patient down if they're stressed or worried or nervous. And Mm -hmm. I think all those things combined, plus the fact that our pediatric wing is designed for children, it's got um, a toothbrushing station with two, you know, little sinks at children's heights, and we've got a whole ocean theme there based on Santa Cruz. and a big um, boardwalk mural, and um, so it's like, it's a it's a friendly, welcoming place for mm-hmm. children. They always get toys when they leave, so things like that. I, I want to say bribery is everything, but you know, for <laughs> children, if you, can, if you can catch them at that age and make them feel like it's a positive experience, mm-hmm. they're much less likely to be afraid in the future. Yeah. Um, and then adult patients, you know, people that have anxiety and fear, we, we do a lot of talking with them before... We do treatment so that they can feel confident and comfortable. And, you know, the reality is some people need nitrous, which like, is like life laughing gas. Mm-hmm. But that can mean, make all the difference in the world. And, and people that are afraid of the dentist should ask for that kind of thing if they can take it yeah. um, as a medication because it really does relax um, someone and it, it makes it much more um, relaxing to be at the dentist. That is really impressive. If, if someone wanted to find out more about Dientes and their mission and everything they do, um, how could they do that? So I think um, going to our website would offer people a lot of information about us, and that's, as I said, dientes.org, www.dientes.org. Mm-hmm. The access, oral health access um, website is, and I'm looking it up right now as we speak, is www.oralhealthsc.org. Org. Okay. So that has all of the goals and all of the champions for our strategic plan. Um, and, and like I said, the oral health access strategic plan is really, um, the spearheaded that, but really it's a shared vision for the community. It's not just ours, so it's not our logo and it's not our, it's not only ours, it's the community. But if you go to www.dientes.org, you'll find um, information about our staff and our programs and how to donate. So I hope um, I hope this was interesting for your listeners. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. I really appreciated it. Thanks, Kathleen. I really appreciate you asking. It's really nice to be able to share um, our program with you and, and others.